All right, just a couple more to go here. Beaver Creek Precious Metals on the last morning of the conference. Happy to sit next to Mike Connert, CEO of Visa Silver, trading on the TSX Venture and the NYSE with VZLA. Uh, Mike, for a silver equity, bounced off a bottom this week. What was going on? Like People were telling me, did you see Visa Silver this week? I was like, no, I had no idea. And I looked and you were up like... It feels great, you know, when you come to a conference <laughs> and pitch 50 people in a row and, uh, and, and the stock goes up. That's uh, kind of what's supposed to happen, I think. So, yeah. um, no, it's, uh, it's, it's a great feeling and um, you love to see it after kind of a, a slow and, and painful summer. Uh, share prices. Well, what was going on? I mean, what was the what, what was the you know the rocket that launched this thing back up above the buck? I think there's you know there's there's only a handful there's a small handful of, of silver projects um, you know that are, are, are serious you know that you can move into production that are of high value and I think some news from our peer groups you know I think this type of conference where we bring people together and they talk about what they like I think it's just starting. Um, we're just starting to see Visa get the attention that it deserves, but it's still, and I like to say this a lot, but it's still criminally undervalued. It should be four to five times the market cap already just now. But, um, you know, I, I think we're, we're moving in the right direction. It's, it's um, starting to, to show, you know, the appreciation, and, and I expect the stock, stock price to keep going. I mean, you did put out new drill results from uh, La Luisa, and that, the highlight was 764 grams per ton silver equivalent over... Uh, just over 11 meters there. There's a number of other drill results uh, in there, obviously, you know, positive for La Luisa. Um, and it, was this what really kind of projected that, that equity up to 30%? I mean, just something simple from La Luisa? I mean, it's not simple, but, I mean, you know, it's, it, it, it was positive. It, yeah, it could very well be that that was, um, that was a catalyst. That was on Monday. Um, you know, stock did trade up 5%, 10% on that. And, uh, you, know, don't, don't get a, you know, don't get me wrong, this is a, a major... Advance for us here with the, the discovery and the, the growth of La Luisa. So, you know, I think it has potential to be another Napoleon. Napoleon has, uh, I think, 40 million ounces in, in indicated, 30 million ounces in inferred. It's a, you know, a big structure. And if we have another one of those in the district, I think it's just proving the thesis that we have a very big, long lived, high grade, um, multi vein, mega silver gold district. What don't you know about La Luisa? We don't know the continuity between the southern area where we've made our discovery and we're stepping out and growing, and then um, you know to the north where we've drilled a, a hole where we don't have assays. I think we actually put the um, you know a visual uh, we put an image of the the assay the, of the of the core, sorry, from the northern hole. But there's about 400 meters in between that hole and the southern. Mm -hmm. uh, mineralization that uh, we don't know if it connects yet. It's likely that it does. You know, M M Napoleon has in the past. Uh, Tejitos has. Copala has. You know, it's, it's a characteristic of this this um, this district. So I think that you know that that's a question mark we need to solve there. Yeah. Okay. So what's it in store for New Slow? Just a ton more drill results. Uh, I mean, it's very active. I, I forgot how many meters of drilling your <laughs> well we, <laughs> we've done over 300,000 meters now on the property yeah. which is like you know I don't know how it'd be a very small amount of projects around the world that, that have seen that amount of drilling certainly in the silver space so to do that in three years to get this resource so quickly you know it's, it's fantastic but the, you know the certainly yes uh, we're going to complete another about 20,000 meters by the end of the year we'll do our 90,000 meters this year um, we've uh, 
moved two rigs to La Luisa, so we'll be drilling there. And we've moved another rig to uh, kind of an exciting new little uh, structure. I shouldn't say little. We don't know if it's little or big yet. Sure. But a, a new area that we're, we're drilling that we call the Molino vein. It's a, uh, a vein that we discovered in... Um, condemnation drilling we had a condemnation drilling campaign looking for mill sites mm-hmm. and um, you know we first hole we, we, we drilled we hit a structure and uh, we're gonna go test that and see what happens there it's in between Napoleon and Copal it's smack dab in the middle of our, our center of mass hmm. and the center of mass you know is really gonna be what 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 will drive further news flow you know into early next year and in 2024 so um, you know the big milestones coming up uh, MRE Originally, we had, had uh, intended to uh, push it, put it out here towards the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, I think what likely will happen here, uh, and I think when all the shareholders that we've talked to over this, this week here have been very supportive of this, um, moving the MRE uh, into uh, the next year, early next year, and then combining it possibly with the PEA, with Project Oh, interesting. That is a, that's a change from when you and I talked just a couple weeks ago. We were um, determining that strategy. We had a board meeting, and okay. um, you know the the MRE. I, I, I am very excited about. We've already had the cutoff date. Um, you know, I think you can tell by the the drilling and the press releases that we put out that it's going to grow. You know, I think right. it's going to grow substantially. Um, but we're you know we're very excited about capturing the value for shareholders in the de-risking development stage. And I, my presentation here, which you know available on the uh, Beaver Creek website. I have a slide where I show Silvercrest, Meg Silver, um, first few years of their charts. You know, the same as Vizsla. We went from 15 cents to three bucks and 50 cents. You know, it was crazy. Uh, you know, it was, yeah, it was, I remember. You know, discovery exuberance, right? And same thing happened for Silvercrest and the same thing happened for Meg. It was, you know, it was almost identical early charts. And then there's a consolidation period. Maybe it lasts a year, maybe a couple of years. And, um, and then as the, the project hits a certain uh, threshold, of value, it starts to de-risk. Usually, demarcated by PEA, the you know share price starts to reflect that. Right. And you know there are just there are so few high quality, big thick you know veins with with high grade silver and gold and a huge diff. I mean, there's really nothing like Vizsla out there. We start to demonstrate how readily this can go into production and, and, and the production profile that we think we can achieve here. I mean, you know, the value I think is, is going to be reflected in the share price and, and you know, shareholders of, of which, you know, all the management are um, and, and, you know, should be rewarded, you know, yeah. in share price action. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the best things about Beaver Creek is really the conversations you have outside of the conference time. And, uh, you and I had a little good, good conversation on the patio the other night and I, yeah. I thought, you know, we should talk about this on the podcast because I was actually mistaken. I've known you for a number of years. And I have been mistaken. I always thought you were a geologist. I'm like, Trevor, I'm not a geo. Oh. Like, what? <laughs> how is it? Like, why? How? Uh, you're a business guy. Um, yeah. You know, and so we were just kind of chatting about how you cut your teeth as a non-geo businessman in junior mining in the silver industry. Um, and, I, you know, when you were talking about what your equity first did when you came to the market going from 15 to 30 to, to $3, I remember how much... I remember how much shit you got. Oh, yeah. Like, this thing isn't real. It's just a pump. You know, and here we are three or four years later, and uh, Panuco looks like it's it's the real deal. In fact, you don't know how how big it actually is going to get, but it's obviously lo- looking economic here. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, the criti- I guess if you do anything that's uh, worthwhile, there should be some criticism or, you know, you've got to be able Absolutely. to withstand that. But so, you know, we, we, we had a feeling that might be the case, but, you know, and we were new arrivers, but, you know, my background, I, yeah, I studied commerce in school. Um, I grew up in Vancouver. I didn't know this, actually. It was kind of funny, but my dad, you know, I was looking for um, a job in, in, uh, in the mining industry. And then after maybe about six months of doing that and networking and just trying to, you know, find it on my own, I had no, no connections. My dad goes, oh, we should go talk to my old geologist. <laughs> what? I know oh, in the 80s I had a, you know, co- company we were exploring. And how do I never know about this? You know, it was, it was funny. So <laughs> then we went and I met, um, you know, a geologist that he, that he worked for and kind of that, that ended up not, not leading into the, the career. But I just started to kind of network I go to conferences I just had some for some reason I was so drawn to the the business I always loved stocks uh, my dad introduced me to um, you know investing in companies like Agnico and I bought silver and gold when I was 13 and shares of Agnico when I was a teenager and I was always kind of obsessed with um, with, with entrepreneur entrepreneurial um, endeavors and um, studied that in school yeah. and then you know when I was in school I'd go and study in the evenings in the library and to take a little break I'd read Canadian business or BC business magazines that they'd have there in the library and it was always you know Robert Quartermain or yeah, you know yeah. um, Ross Beattie or you know these kind of legends yeah. on the cover you know and, and they were those guys were killing it at the time you know it seemed like the most exciting industry ever it's like treasure hunting and traveling to crazy places and doing something that's really hard and then getting success in the market so combined all these things that I like and then I just, you know, I, I, I um, kind of cold called the group at Predium and they just let me do whatever I could there in the <laughs> office for a little while. And I thought, oh, this is great. You know, they, they, they had like a $250 million IPO or something at the time, yeah, yeah. top of the market. Right. And then it got a little harder. You know, companies couldn't raise money. I worked for a real estate family that was investing in the space. And, and I but I just was like obsessed with learning about it. Mentors. How does a market work? What's a bid and ask? What's a shell? What's yeah. a good project? How come there's, you know, why is this project good? Why is this project bad? And a lot of that was just all mentors. And then, you know, of course, you know, Craig. And uh, I was really fortunate to, to meet Craig and, and found out that we're quite similar and think similarly. He's a geologist, but he's an entrepreneur as well and yeah. has been for a long time. And um, so, yeah, and, 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 you know, Craig, I'm so grateful he took me under his wing and, and um, you know, we, we built some great businesses together and, you know, we're doing that with Feasley here, so. When did the inspiration from Mexico, where'd that come from? Where'd that opportunity first spur? Well, I, I always loved um, Mexico, you know, I, like I, I would always go there, you know, just to, to travel and, yeah. you know, and, and things like that. And um, so I, I felt very comfortable in Mexico. I worked for a company that, that had some properties in Mexico. And, um, but we weren't necessarily looking only in Mexico or we, we'd sold our cobalt company, cobalt one, and, uh, made, made some money and had some time. And I was traveling around the world and looking at projects in Chile and Ecuador and U S and all over the place, trying to find something that we could put into Beesla that I was taking through the IPO process. At the time. Yeah. And, um, Simon Smerlick was, was involved at the time as a board member. Uh, you know, Simon runs Osenko, so another great mentor of mine. Um, you know, his, his management, he's you know, in charge of like 10,000 people around the world, building the world's biggest mines. And, uh, and I get his uh, advice and mentorship on how to run Beasley, which is amazing. Nice. You know, he's, he's such a, such a legend. And, um, you know, I just look, you know, get these projects, what do you guys think? 
what do you think, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, then we eventually got Vizsla Silver sent to us by the, the guy that we did the, my friend Roger McClay, who we did the Cobalt deal with. And um, he, uh, he, I couldn't believe it. We looked at this thing and said, this, this is amazing. Just mm-hmm. jumped on a plane, went down there, and, and the rest was kind of history. I yeah. just kicked off about a year of going back and forth to Sinaloa to, to tie up the, uh, the properties and then eventually buy them for, for $43 million. U.S. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it was great. You know, it's, I, you know, that was probably some of the most fun I've ever had. Yeah, love you, that. Are you having fun now? Um, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, even even the difficult markets are still fun. It's uh, the, the the group of people that we have at uh, at Visa is just incredible. So it's it's just so much fun to to work with such a great group. Yeah, uh, Mike, always love our conversations, man. I hope we can keep it up. Uh, we'll be doing more of these in the fall. More drill results out of Panuco, and uh, hopefully more. Uh, building those vein structures out, and I look forward. To, you know, the, the strategy combining a, a updated resource assessment with the PEA later next year—that's obviously uh, important, big news for the company. That uh, happy to share with listeners and shareholders of yours. So, we'll talk to you again here real soon. Thank you, Trevor. Appreciate it, and uh, talk soon. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.